everyone knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. Poker. This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts, Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And thanks for joining us once again, everyone. Big Dave tonight riding solo here in the studio. Joe uh, is out tonight, and uh, he will be back hopefully next week. And uh, uh, we do have a special guest via the phone. Uh, I'll kick it off by saying we had uh, the tournament on Tuesday night, uh, September the 18th, was uh, the Placer Chips Caribbean Beta Testing Tournament to kind of kick things off for that site and we thank our, our listeners that joined us, and uh, uh, we've got a, probably a small but uh, pretty fervent turnout, uh, I guess about 19 people or something like that. But uh, uh, when th- all was said and done, uh, our winner is joining us on the show tonight, and if you listen to the show on a regular basis, you'll be familiar with Tuscaloosa Johnny, uh, Johnny Campus who was on the show with us back in May uh, as we talked about his uh, brand-new book that came out right around that time. Uh, Vegas or Bust is the name of it. Uh, And, Johnny, thanks for uh, being with us tonight. First of all, thanks for showing up for the tournament. I do appreciate that. So I guess you do listen to the show uh, since you've been on occasionally. Yes, yes, I love the show. And thanks for calling me a special guest. I'm honored. <laughs> well, I'm normally not that nice to people from Alabama but uh, who are who are Tide fans, but uh, uh, I'm sure that all our listeners down here that are Gator fans will uh, put up with it uh, tonight. But uh, uh, you certainly um, went to a great school that uh, certainly has a tremendous football program, and it's uh, fun to watch the lefty Tua uh, on the field, so I'm sure you're enjoying yourself when on Saturdays. Yeah, it's it's an incredible season. I mean, it's it's look it looks like it could be one of the best teams that Alabama's ever had. Yeah, I think and that's right. saying a lot. I, I was looking at the ESPN predictor today. They said they have an 81 percent chance of making the playoffs at this point in the season. 81 percent, and they gave them 39 percent chance of winning the national title wow, after week four. It's that's, incredible. That's pretty awesome. Well, a lot of things can happen. It's uh, certainly oh yeah, uh, you know, teams run into people, and in some of the last couple of weeks, some of the results out there in college football have been pretty crazy. Uh, I myself have never been to Tuscaloosa. I do some work with ESPN and travel for put- football games. Uh, I was in Tampa last week for the University of South Florida game against uh, East Carolina. And the week before, I was in Arkansas, so I know you guys played Arkansas last week. I uh, got a chance to see that program, which is in complete disarray. But uh, the SEC obviously has a tremendous amount of good teams, and I'm, I'm sure that college football weekends are a good time. Do you go to the games yourself? I don't go to many. And it's funny you talk about your work at the ESPN. I was curious what kind of stuff you do, because I used to do stats work for ESPN oh, did you? when they would come to Tuscaloosa. Okay. Yeah, and I would occasionally travel and – do stage manager or the uh, spotter, you know, the field calls and stuff like that. Right. Well, I so am a, I am a spotter. I am a spotter. Oh, okay. That's what I do. Uh, a good friend of mine from college uh, some 30 years ago, 30-plus years ago, Dave Lamont, is a uh, play-by-play announcer for ESPN, and, and I travel mm-hmm. uh, with the crew. Uh, there's a statistician, myself, Dave, and then, and then whoever uh, – is uh, doing the color that particular week. He works a lot with Ray Bentley, who used to play in the NFL with the Buffalo Bills. But, uh, okay. yeah, we went to uh, Arkansas, which is an unbelievable place as far as facilities, you know, a lot of Wal- Walmart money in, uh, involved in that area. And uh, <laughs> I work as a spotter and uh, have had games the first four weeks of the season. And Dave has done games in, in Alabama before, but uh, I was not on that trip. And, and the one thing he talks about is that uh, if you if you pick a school where the best looking women are at the games, it's it's hands down University of Alabama. Wow, that's that's quite a, a it's quite uh, an honor. Laurel, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Short dresses and uh, sometimes boots or whatever they wear now at the games, but uh, it's a lot of fun uh, driving in and uh, seeing the people tailgate and and the whole college football atmosphere. I think is so much better than the NFL. So. Uh, I certainly enjoy I agree. It. Anyway, let's get into the tournament a little bit. I also want to talk about the book. Uh, I guess we'll start there. Uh, when we had okay. you on, I think it was just released, if I'm not mistaken. And, of course, Vegas or Bust. Uh, what's the sec- the subtitle? Uh, Family Man? 
a family man takes on the poker pros. Right, and we talked uh, a lot about it on the show. I don't have the book in front of me because I gave it to Joe to uh, take home. He's not working tonight. And, uh, you know, I hope we read it. I uh, haven't talk, uh, talked to him about that in particular. But uh, as I mentioned on the first show, it was it is a great read and a lot of fun. And if you like the world of poker and a lot of the stuff surrounding it, uh, it really gives a flavor of what's going on. Uh, you had said at one time that you had hoped to maybe go out on, on, on tour, maybe uh, – circuit or WPT and travel around and go and play a bunch of tournaments and write a book about that, but you never got around to it. Uh, tell me a little bit about... Well, I, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I did get to travel around a little bit, just the book didn't okay. come together, because at that point the book market really gotten filled with poker books. It was hard to sell one by 2006. Right. That's what you had mentioned that on the last show, but uh, and I, I think with the one question I asked you on the show was what would you have done if you hadn't met your wife, Amy, and had children and kind of changed your life completely? Uh, you said you probably would have, uh, you know, tried to continue writing about poker. You are, you are a journalist and have worked on several magazines, including Rounder magazine. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, maybe you didn't have a chance to think about it a whole lot when I asked you that question. Have you, uh, have you come up with a, a different idea of how maybe you would have spent your last 10 years? <laughs> No, I, th- I think that that's probably true to a degree. Though so the thing about Black Friday is it really uh, took away a lot of the money that was available to pay. I mean, in addition to sponsorship for players, uh, the money that was paid to people to write about poker kind of dried up slowly too. So that probably would have been viable for a little bit longer, but probably not, you know, 10 years later. I know there, obviously some people still make a living writing about poker, but it's a lot fewer number. Right. Uh, when we did the show, it was, uh, I looked it up. It was May 23rd was the show we did, and obviously that was right before the World Series started. And you were planning on going out a little, play a little bit out there this summer. Uh, you had a uh, speaking engagement for that group uh, that I guess was started by Jan Fisher and uh, Linda Johnson. And uh, I, tell us a little bit about how that went and uh, what that experience was like. Yeah, that, that was an enjoyable experience. They made it Ricardo's, a, a Tex-Mex place that's actually on Flamingo, just about a, maybe a mile west of the Rio. Uh, they meet every Wednesday. They they have a meal, and then they have a discussion. They usually have somebody come speak, and, and I was honored to uh, speak uh, at that one as well. I also I met a fellow, Dr. Marvin Carlin, who yeah, wrote a book yeah. that came out the same day as mine. Oh, wow. Uh, it's uh, that's called, uh, gosh, I mean, I forget the name all of a sudden. It has a clever name. Uh, but I met, I met him and I invited him to come speak too. So we both actually spoke to the group because his, he told the story of going through the 2017 World Series of Poker with a $50,000 bankroll. He's got professor money, so he's a little bit higher roller than me. So he, he went out there and, and, um, and kind of went through the 2017 World Series of Poker and wrote about it. So it's a good little read too. Uh, so we both spoke to them and, and they asked us some questions and we just had a, and then, it, and then at the end they, they talked about a, a hand. They have a deep analysis of a hand, uh, that I believe Bob Fisher brought to them. It's like a one, two or two, five hand. He played at Caesar's Palace. And so that was an interesting discussion too. So it's, I would recommend anybody that's able to go out to Vegas if you can make it Wednesday at two o'clock, I think is when they usually meet. What kind of people were there? And how many? Uh, maybe twenty. It wasn't a big group, and I think it's a lot of the regulars and and not a, not a lot of the not a lot of people that I guess would be named poker people. Right. I, I'm not sure that many of the name quote unquote name poker older, people older, come to those older type regular. people because I don't expect a yeah, was, twenty something to go, go yeah. to a meeting and sit around and talk poker. <laughs> Yeah, it was an older crowd. Yeah, yeah. The, the younger people will be talking about it on the Internet, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So how much did you play out there this summer, and uh, how did you do? I played a handful of tournaments. I, I was doing some promotional work like that. I, I went and interviewed uh, Poker News, interviewed me for a brief uh, spot on one of their podcasts, and, and um, just played a handful of tournaments. My, my big success was the uh, Orleans. They had a bunch of different types of tournaments, and I 
I had played, I had flown there early, I think it was a Sunday morning, I left Nashville at like 5, 5.30, and I went and played a noon tournament at the Venetian, bombed out of that, it was an Element Hold'em tournament, and so I met a buddy for dinner at the Orleans, so I had to play the horse tournament, and what do you know, I'm just, the deck's running over me, and I felt I was playing well too, it kind of feels good to, to, to play stud games, I haven't played hardly in a while, and to know that I can hold my own against people that, right. you know, may probably play it more regularly than, than me. But I, I was I was playing well, running well, and made the final table. I was a big chip leader, and uh, we ended up shopping it at like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning because I was exhausted, and I got like second place money, about $2,500. It's not a bad little score in a $125 tournament. Oh, yeah. I used that money to buy, buy into the $1,500 bounty no-limit tournament at the World Series the next day. And... Uh, but they, they, I tell you what, they really go after your bounties at those things. I bet, I bet. There's this crazy European guy to my left that was just bombing uh, over the top of people, and I got my money in real good against him, and, and he busted me. So That was kind and of early in, the, early in the series that you went out? Did you Were you around for the main event at all? And you have any, did you have, no, any, no. Did you have any desire to play it was in the, that? It was the third week of June. It was okay. around the time of the monster stack. I was thinking about playing it again, but I decided not to, and... And now the main event, I wasn't. I was just going to go for those three days, and had no intention of going back. The main event's going to be there every year. I'll play it again one day, <laughs> just maybe not anytime soon. There was a tremendous amount of TV coverage on ESPN and ESPN Two this year, which was quite a different from some of the times in the past. So you could really stay up if you wanted to with the tournament. How much did you watch and? Did you uh, did you enjoy watching uh, guys like uh, Tony Miles and uh, John Sin who went down to the very end? Did you did you check out any of that or not really? I did a little, but the funny thing, I was in Orlando when the the final table was going. I was, took my kids to Disney World, so uh, well, I didn't have a lot of time to keep up with it. I just kind of followed it on my phone more than anything, just updates on poker news, that kind of thing. Right, and. Uh, what is your uh, idea of how much you'll play in the future out there? I, I would think in the, in the immediate future, it's just going to be short trips, just a few days. I mean, it's, it's, it's the true family man situation. I don't want to be away from my kids for a very long right, time. Right. I miss them. They miss me. You know, my wife, too. You know, I love her. <laughs> but, uh, uh, so I'll just go for short trips, and, and uh, like a lot of people do. You know, I, I would say the vast majority of people that go out there, you know, go out there for a weekend. Go out there for a week, because they got they got work commitments. They got family commitments. And obviously, you've been doing some interviews for the book. Uh, how much of that has been uh, taking up your time this summer? Uh, just a little bit. Uh, I've I've done a handful of interviews and a couple book signings here locally in Alabama. I actually did one in Tuscaloosa earlier this summer. Uh, not, not, nothing too extreme because. You, you don't get rich writing nonfiction books unless they're political, I guess, or uh, something of that nature. So uh, I, I guess I don't want to devote too much time to it at this point because uh, i got to do the, the jobs that pay the bills. Yeah, exactly. And uh, who was the best interviewer that you uh, interacted with? Best interviewer? Well, that's a very good question. I, I, I guess a guy named Big Dave. Yeah, that's what I wanted you to say. <laughs> no, I, I went back and listened to the show today, and it was a very pleasant, fun interview, and I we covered a lot of ground and a lot of different things, and uh, I hope at least it made, helped you sell a couple of books. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it did. And, and it also uh, learned to me, too, a little site called Place Your Chips Caribbean. Exactly. Let's talk about that. Uh, I was surprised to see you uh, at the table uh, showing up to the tournament. We had uh, some of the people that... Uh, I knew were going to be there, people that I knew uh, locally from here in South Florida, and then a lot of listeners that I didn't know. And then all of a sudden I see Tuscaloosa Johnny, and I think you originally bought in for, uh, you brought in 500 chips, which was a mistake, uh, and went yeah, back out and then confused. came back in. <laughs> then, you, then, then you came back in with, for your uh, 5,000 chips, as, as you were supposed to, and uh, things went well for you right from the beginning. I think you got up... Uh, to a, a pretty nice stack right in the very beginning. Tell me about how you looked at playing in an event like that where you didn't know who the hell was going to be at the table. 
Yeah, when, when you don't know anybody, you don't have a read on you just just play your hands in a fairly straightforward fashion. You can't really trick people that don't know that you're trying to trick them. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So so uh, it, it just it just helped that I, I was getting some pretty big hands again paid off. I got pocket kings and doubled up. I thought I think I doubled up or almost doubled up with pocket nines versus pocket sevens, and then the final hand had pocket queens and. Uh, like I mentioned, my the flash on my computer it, it slows up, so I don't need, I won the hand, but I don't even know what the other guy had or how the board ran out. But I, I, uh, think, I figure pocket queens had to be ahead. I think you played quite a while uh, three handed uh, with uh, second place finisher Big Al seventy seven, and then uh, Utopia thirteen fifteen was also one of the final three. And you guys played for quite a while three handed, I think, and it was a pretty good battle. Yeah, Utopia was a wild card. He, he would he throw a lot of pretty crazy bluffs in there i i, I kind of got a, a, a pretty good read on the way he was playing and then like one hand i could take as an example i i was had a pretty decent hand i was betting small betting small and then the river came in ace and i bet small again he raised big and he had done something very similar but when the scare card came on the river and i just instant called him and i was good so he, he was throwing a lot of, of bluffs in there and wasn't mixing it up enough, I don't think, and I was able to kind of get some reads on them. And then I think I, I almost busted them when I rivered a straight, and uh, we got uh, all his money in there. And I believe he had like a hundred left, so he was just kind of hanging on there for a minute. But uh, how about Big Al, who you went head to head with for uh, well a few minutes? I don't know how I wouldn't say a long time, but it was getting toward the end of the tournament, and uh, he seemed to play pretty tight, in my opinion. Yeah, pretty tight. Uh, so uh, when I when I'm facing a player like that, what I try to do is just is just try to pick up a lot of little small pots uh, and just play you know a little aggressively. And I know if he pushes back, then I probably need to lay down because he's probably got me beat unless I've got a monster. So so just a lot of little little bets, little raises, just try to get him off his hand. Right. Uh, well, it was fun. And uh, what did you think of the software? Wasn't there were a few uh, minor glitches, and uh, I'm sure it's not uh, you know it's not Poker Stars or anything like that. But uh, it seemed to be working pretty well. There was a few uh, things that were strange, including when people sat out and uh, got knocked off the table. That was something that that needs to be fixed. Yeah, I'm sure they'll work out the the quirks. I'm just happy to to be able to play something like that. That's you know legal. In a, in America, you know, like right. I think I mentioned global poker, something else that sweepstakes type stuff. It's, it's good to see these kind of things pop up, like Place Your Chips Caribbean, where you can, you know, play play and uh, possibly win some money and not worry about uh, the feds knocking on your door or something. Yeah, right? exactly, exactly. Well, I have to say that playing at the table, when I saw you show up, I thought, uh oh, well, I guess I'm not going to win this thing, but uh, uh, you did. You're too kind. <laughs> you did. You did play well and. Uh, uh, I think I might have taken one nice hand off you, but uh, for the most part, uh, you got up uh, with a pretty good stack, and and that's what you got to do in these things, really, to control the action. Yeah, absolutely. I just and like I said, I, I, it just ran over me. So it's it's easy to win when you get big hands and get paid off on them. Yeah, some days are like that. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. So what's your plan as far as uh, you know, uh, journalism and writing? Uh, did the Writing the book uh, make you feel like you want to try a new one somehow? Yeah, I probably will write uh, more books. It's just a matter of deciding what to write. Uh, and, and my next book probably will not be about poker. Though the the folks at ECW Press were interested in me writing a book about the history of cheating in poker. Oh, I wow. think some of the stuff I talked about with Full Tilt and Ultimate Bet kind of got them thinking about that. Right. And, and maybe one of these days... But, the, the thing is, I just wrote a book that's really positive about poker and optimistic about poker, and I, I'm not sure I want my next book to be like, okay, here's how people got screwed up with poker, you know? Um, maybe one of these days. It would be an interesting book. Uh, I, I'm actually thinking about writing a book about uh, Disney, about the history of how certain rides came to be, certain sections of the park. I think that would be a popular read with some of the aficionados of Disney World. Yeah, I know you may, you worked that trip into Disneyland out there when you uh, were, mm-hmm. were going to Vegas and, and with the family and everything. How is the family? Uh, your son, uh, we talked about a little bit on the show, has a form of autism. And uh, obviously that is 
got to be a tremendous amount of work. But uh, you know, when when he has his uh, good up days and and uh, his uh, fun things that he does, I'm sure it's uh, very rewarding for you. Yeah, it is. He's uh, like lately we we uh, we're members of uh, First Time Methodist Church here in Coleman, and we uh, he usually just wears his t-shirts and his uh athletic shorts that he wears every day and he, he's that's the thing about autistic kids they don't really want to to branch out into new things they like what they know right, right. Uh-huh. so uh the, the other day he was at he wanted to put on church clothes i mean he has khaki shorts or khaki pants and a polo shirts and and he he wanted to wear them he's in the past two sundays he's worn them to church and so that's been a very exciting thing for us to see him to do that. And he actually wore his new pair of shoes uh, to church <laughs> Sunday, which, which he, yeah, he he likes his old shoes that are wore out too small. Wow. But so we finally got him to wear the new shoes. So that that's exciting. And then on the other hand, like tonight, I'm uh, trying to uh, put some water in, our, in a saucepan to cook some mac and cheese. And he, he he got upset when I turned on the water. That's one thing he does. He'll He'll scream, turn it off, whatever. He doesn't like the sound of the water running in oh, the wow. kitchen. Okay. So, so I mean, that's just that's just kind of one of the quirks that you have with, with autism, and so it's, it's a big adjustment having to deal with that kind of thing. But uh, we've kind of got experience at this point. We're about three years into it, so so we kind of learned to deal with the quirks, and we are excited when when he's able to try some new things. I'm sure it changes your outlook on life. Oh, absolutely. I mean. Uh, I mean, I'll be frank. I was one of those dicks that would make jokes about uh, short buses and that kind of thing. Well, now my son rides a short bus, you know. So I, I mean, I feel like, you know, the old me was just such a jerk, you know. But, you know, the, people would use the, uh, you know, the R word, which is finally right, right. going out of vogue. Right. And, exactly. um Yeah. So it, it's good to see that go away because it, it had become a slur for people. Right. And uh, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to anybody call my son that you know and and, and you know that is intellectual disability which is it's very true that's a very accurate description of, of what's going on he just he's not able to right now to learn very well as far as reading and writing and hopefully that will improve over time okay well our sponsor has told us that they do have plan to have more tournaments i'm not sure if the prizes will be as big as this one uh but uh, congratulations on winning and uh uh, we'll get you back at the table again uh, down the road. Also, best of luck on the book, uh, Vegas or Bust, uh, Family Man Takes on the Pros. And uh, is, Have you walked into a uh, Barnes & Noble or something like that and seen it on the shelf, or is it something that they pretty much have to go through your publisher? Yeah, it's actually, that's one thing I did was out in Vegas. Well, when it came out, I looked on the shelf here in Coleman at Books of Million, which is a regional channel if you have them in yeah, Florida. We, uh-huh. we have them here in Alabama. And it was on the shelf oh, here. Oh wow, that was uh, a thrill. It, yeah, and then that was a great thrill. And then uh, when I went to Barnes and Noble in in Vegas while I was out there, I found it actually in two different locations. It was in the gambling section and the travel section. Oh wow! And they had about six or seven copies. So actually, my book was right by Sherry Bukowski's book, The Guy's in a Poker. Right. Which uh, you know, I had her on a couple times, in which I had the honor to edit her book. So it was great to see the book I wrote, the book I edited right by each other. It was quite a thrill. Um, so yeah, that's, that's been uh, very exciting. And, and uh, anybody who doesn't have the book yet is curious about reading it. It is discounted in some locations. I know it on Amazon is marked down to $10 and I don't know, 10 99 or something like that. Uh, the, the retail price is, is fifteen ninety five, I believe. So you can save five bucks if you'd like a copy. And if I mentioned, as I mentioned on the last show, it's a, it's a fun read. It's a uh, reasonably Quick read, you know. It's not gonna, it's not uh, gonna take you a week to read it. So if if you uh, if you pick it up, we hope you'll enjoy it. And you can always contact ECW Press, which is out of Toronto, and uh, they will uh, get you a copy there. You can probably buy that on their site. So, uh, Johnny, thanks for showing up at the tournament. Uh, congratulations on winning it, and I'm sure we'll uh, meet someday, and hopefully be back playing against each other uh, down the road. Sounds good. I appreciate it. Okay. Thanks so much, Johnny. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Uh, it's Johnny Campus, uh, the author of uh, Vegas or Bus. You can pick that up, and uh, it's a fun read. And uh, I was very happy that he has listened to the show since then, and obviously knew about the tournament. And uh, didn't expect him to be there, but he was, and uh, he played well. 
and uh, we'll have more tournaments down the road with our sponsor, Atlantic West Management, as uh, we move along here into the fall. Uh, let's take our first break on the show. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about some of the tournaments and uh, what's going on in the world of poker. Uh, maybe hook up with Joe a little later in the program. And uh, we'll be back after these messages. You're listening to Poker Action Line coming to you from South Florida. This is Poker Action Line. This is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Go, Caleb! Come on, hit a homer, Jesse. Let's go, guys. Hey, did you guys know that kids who play sports earn more money when they grow up? <laughs> of course. I, I knew that. Hey, did you guys know that kids who read books have a bigger vocabulary? Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> wow, Jinx. <laughs> did you guys know that friendly children have more friends? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's true. I knew that. Did you guys know that winter babies are better at music? Everyone knows that. <laughs> oh, yeah? yeah? Pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. obvious. Oh, hey, guys, did you know that most people think they're using the right car seat for their kid, but they're not? Huh, I didn't know that. I'm pretty sure I knew that. I'm pretty sure you didn't. Parents who really know it all know for sure that their child is in the right car seat at the right age and size. Visit safercar.gov slash the right seat to make sure your child is protected. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. WFO Radio NHRA Nitro is all about the NHRA Drag Racing Series. Featuring the NHRA's Alan Reinhardt. Race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally. Every Tuesday night, following NHRA national events, NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime on the WFO radio application and at WFORadio.com. Welcome back to the program. Big Dave Lemon tonight, uh, riding solo here in the studio, uh, along with my... uh, Producer Gio, who's uh, been with us for many years and done a tremendous job for us over the years. Uh, Joe will be back next week on the show. The uh, World Series of Poker Circuit, uh, get you up to date on that. Uh, they have uh, they are playing the main event, which is eventually or which is event ten, uh, finishing up with two tournaments today. Uh, Martin Ryan made the uh, final table his third of the series. He won an earlier event. Uh, he won uh, uh, event number three, which was the $1,125 No Limit Hold'em event. Uh, most of these buy-ins have been around $400. Uh, that is at the Coconut Creek, which is the sister casino of the Seminole Hard Rock down in Hollywood, the big one. And uh, doing a fine job with the tournament as well. Uh, Pablo Perez is the uh, poker manager uh, up there, I should say, a little north of us here. And uh, doing a great job out at the uh, Coconut Creek Casino. Uh, we talked about some of the results last week. Uh, not a lot of big names that you've heard of. Maybe Corey, Corey Blum, uh, who wanted a $600 PLO event. Uh, also, Matt uh, Zarkadoulis, a local player here, who, is, who won a turbo event, the $600 turbo event. Uh, the high roller event was uh, won by uh, Jerry Wong, who is a former November Niner. And lives down here, plays a lot down here. He won that tournament uh, over the weekend. Uh, Chad Eversledge, who is uh, originally from Indiana but is local down here, finished in third. Josh Beckley, a former, another former November Niner. In fact, him and Jerry might have been at the same year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he is from New Jersey originally, also has moved down here. And Peter Vitantonio, who has won a, a couple circuit events in the past, including the main one year, I think. Uh, finished in sixth place, but uh, nice turnout for that. Uh, you know, a high roller is 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 not going to bring in two tremendously uh, huge amounts of people, but they had 69 players in a $2,200 event, and uh, Jerry Wong ends up winning that one. The main event is down to the final table. They started today with the final nine at that event, uh, played down to 18 over the weekend. On day two was that it was on Sunday. 
and uh, they finishing up today with a final nine. Uh, we'll give you the, the, the finishers still alive in that one. The $250 uh, seniors event is also being played today. Uh, finishing up the uh, 12 rings in 12 days. But uh, there was an event, event 11, uh, that was won by a popular player from Tampa named Wally Mada. He is a representative of the Seminole Hard Rock, or at least at one time when they had the program where he was wearing their patch and, and uh, was kind of a spokesperson for the Seminole Hard Rock in Tampa. He was the winner there. Ryan ended up, Martin Ryan ended up finishing third in that one. And... Uh, uh, Michael Wexler was in 10th, but uh, a lot of local players play in these uh, World Series of Poker circuit events. And uh, I don't know if it's lost luster over the years. I was thinking about this on the way over. There was a million-dollar guarantee um, one of the first years they had it at the Palm Beach Kennel Club. And now there's a lot of different tours out there. So there's not a tremendous amount uh, of turnout to a lot of these events, but it's a solid tournament. And uh, as they uh, visit some of these smaller places, uh, seems to be pretty successful. And uh, I think will continue for for some time. Uh, the main event drew 735 players. Uh, it was a $1,700 buy-in, and the prize pool was over 1.1 million. So uh, they made their guarantee there. Uh, playing down to the final table. Uh, one of the players I met uh, at the Seminole Hard Rock earlier in this year uh, that went fairly deep on that one was Josiah Santos. He made the final two tables and ended up finishing in 13th place. Uh, down to the final four right now. Uh, some of the players that got knocked out earlier today uh, had uh, Lloyd Gunther, Jose uh, Del Cid, Jordan Schneider, and then two local players that play in a lot of big tournaments down here, Michael Amato and Stu Patterson, uh, got knocked out. So there's four players left in the tournament. They're finishing that up tonight. Uh, still alive is uh, Harry O'Brien, Shetty Siddiqui, who is a great story, a super guy that uh, unfortunately lost his wife uh, to a heart attack last year. He has two sons that are in uh, grade school, I guess moving into middle school age. But uh, also a representative of the Seminole Hard Rock in Hollywood down here for a long time. And a really good guy. I've interviewed him here on the show. Uh, Shetty Siddiqui uh, is third in chips and still has a pretty good shot at this one. Uh, chip leader right now with 9,400,000 chips is Dmitry Perfilev. And then Cesar Solaris is in second, 6.3 million. And Harry O'Brien is a short stack with 1.5. Uh, Shetty has about 5 million chips. So... Uh, if I get a chance after the show, I'm going to run over there and and pull him in. He's just a great guy and a tragic story about his uh, losing his wife and his family. And, and he's been very upfront about it and uh, talked about uh, what it's done to his family and, and his thoughts on whether he would continue to play poker and travel and play the world. Really some interesting stuff. I think there's been a couple of uh, nice stories on some of the poker sites, Poker News and uh, – uh, U.S. Poker and maybe a couple like that. So check that out, and uh, I'll be going in to uh, cheer him in, uh, try to join that rail if I can uh, after the show. Uh, two other tournaments still going on here in around the country. The WPT finished up uh, at the Borgata over the weekend, and uh, the winner was Erkut Yilmaz. Uh, that was at the Borgata. He was the victor there. That was taped for later showing this year on uh, the WPT uh, show, which uh, is carried on the Fox uh, affiliates, uh, different places, Fox Sportsnet. Uh, he was the winner. TK Miles, who is also lives down here in South Florida, he was a Florida State guy that, that plays in a lot of these events, usually wears his Florida State shirt and hat. He was in second. Uh, Yilmaz won 575000 up at the Borgata. And uh, Miles won 383,000. And the, the top uh, final table Oleg Schneider, Austin Wentling, Liam Hay, and Anthony Mayo. So they finished things up there. And then right after that, they headed up to or down to Maryland and Maryland Live. Some of our friends that used to work at the Isle Casino, Mike Smith, uh, runs the place there. Uh, and a couple other people that, that followed Mike up there. Uh, Josh Heidenthal uh, is is one as well, but they are uh, 
kicking off action there. Uh, not finished yet. We'll get, a, get you an update on that. But uh, they headed into day two t- uh, today. And uh, Ping Lu was the leader. Brian Altman was in second. And Will Givens, Joey Cooden, and Matt Affleck among the uh, t- top leaders heading into the final there. So we'll get some updates on that and let you know what's going on. we we'll also keep an eye on this uh, main event down here at the Seminole Hard Rock Casino uh, in Coconut Creek. Uh, some interesting stuff and a couple things I want to talk to Joe about, so maybe we'll save them this week. But a lot of talk about uh, um, short deck poker. Uh, we saw the event that was played uh, out in Vegas at the, uh, at the Poker Masters. Uh, so uh, that was very popular, and uh, our friend uh, Maurice Hawkins actually finished in second in that one to uh, Ike Haxton. But uh, they're calling it 6-plus No Limit Hold'em. That's the name uh, that a lot of people have given it. Uh, short deck maybe has a negative connotation. I don't know, but we've, we'll talk some more about it over the next couple of weeks. It's very huge over in Europe and in Macau. So it's, it's a variant where they take the... The twos, threes, fours, and fives out of the deck. So instead of a 52-card deck, you have a 36-card deck. And uh, changes some of the the holdings of the, hand, of the order of the hands. Obviously, Royal Flush, Straight Flush, and Four of a Kind are still the top hands, the top three. But because of less cards in the deck, the Flush is a higher hand than a Full House. And three of a kind is also uh, a winning hand over a straight. So those are the two main changes. And obviously two pair, one pair, and high card uh, round out that. But uh, players have uh, kind of adjusted to it. And it's uh, you still can get a straight uh, wheel by using the ace with the six, seven, eight, nine. So uh, kind of an interesting game. But it, cha- it gives a little more action. Um, obviously, uh, when a deuce comes out on the river or three or four, it's off in a blank and uh, really doesn't further the challenge of the hand. So a lot of people are getting into it, and one of the players who really has uh, taken it uh, to heart is Jason Kuhn, who's a a great high-limit, high-roller player, Uh, obviously has been around for a while, and uh, he loves the game. He says that it's one of the most exciting new formats in poker, and uh, the growth now... Uh, coming over from the Asian cash games and being played here quite a bit. So it's been a part of a lot of big tournaments. Uh, the Poker Masters event was a $10,000 buy-in, and uh, he made a very deep run in that one. So uh, he enjoys it. He said, uh, you know, if he says if you flop an open-ended straight draw, you're somewhere in the mid-30% likelihood of, of making your hand by the rivers. He said in, in, that's a normal play. In short deck, you're more like a coin flip to get there. So... Uh, some of the things changes. Uh, you need to catch on, and as these new games, these new formats uh, become more popular, uh, you know, I think you need to learn how to play this game. And if you do right away, you're certainly going to have an, an action. He thinks it has a really bright future. So, uh, so many people. He said it's a, it's a, it's a ton of fun to play. So many people post flop. It's kind of weird and challenging when you play so many hands. He said there's still a lot of room for skill, even if there is sometimes a lot of pre-flop flipping, you're playing multi-way pots, and uh, if you can read hands well and stay out of trouble, you're going to make a lot more money than someone who's going to overplay top pair or other hands that are good in a full deck but not uh, as strong in a short deck. So those are uh, some of the changes. You need to look into that and uh, see how it goes. So um, we'll check it out. We'll see if that becomes a regular part. I would think it will probably be in the World Series of Poker next year. It's uh, gaining in popularity very quickly. And uh, we'll keep an eye on that over the year as we uh, see what happens with short deck poker, also known as 6-plus No Limit Hold'em. So uh, let's take a break on the show. When we return, we'll see if we can hook up with Joe and uh, talk about a couple of things. But uh, we'll be back. Uh, you're listening to Poker Action Line. You can always pick up the show on the Hold'em Radio Network. You can pick us up on uh, iTunes. On uh, The best place probably that I tell people is SoundCloud. Uh, if you have a SoundCloud account, you can just search Poker Action Line and pick it up there. The Poker Fuse podcast page and our, our website at uh, PokerActionLine.com. So uh, we'll see what happens uh, here in the next uh, 
few weeks, but we probably will have another tournament. It may not be as big a cash prizes as we had for the first one, but uh, I've been told that uh, there will be some nice uh, uh, merchandise prizes as well. So we'll let you know when that's going to be and uh, get a chance to play me and Joe. I did play in the event uh, as Davisti for those who were at the tournament. And uh, Joe was unable to get in. There were a couple of glitches, uh, some technical glitches, and Joe was unable to play. But uh, we had uh, a decent turnout. Not not tremendous, but uh, certainly enjoyed uh, the people who did show up and uh, had some fun. Work out a few of the technical glitches uh, on the site, Place Your Chips Caribbean, and uh, try to continue to promote that as we move into the fall. Uh, Big Dave Lemon with you tonight here on Poker Action Line, and we'll be back after these messages on the show. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration, and hope that you will join us and the play for real game becomes available later this year. It's tough to break into a career. Everybody wants to hire someone with experience. But how can you get experience if no one will hire you? Employers like to see that you've done the hands-on work. In the Guard, you can get paid training in your specialty. Then go out and apply those skills in the civilian world. I wouldn't be where I am today without the Guard. I'm serving my country, and I'm succeeding in the National Guard. Call 1-800-GO-GUARD and ask how you can get the job skills you need for the career you've always wanted in the National Guard. Welcome back to the show, Big Dave. Uh, tonight in the studio, our thanks to uh, our early earlier guest tonight, uh, Johnny Campus, known as Tuscaloosa Johnny, and that's when he joined the table and uh, played the tournament with us, ended up winning it. And uh, our congratulations to him. Uh, Joe will be back next week. Uh, we were trying to hook up with him on the break, and uh, doesn't look like he's going to join us tonight. But uh, a few other things to report on. They are playing day three, which is the final day at the WPT event up in uh, at Maryland Live. And they are finishing things up. Uh, right now, the chip leader, Tony Roberto, who is from South Florida, uh, originally Boston Tony, uh, but he is uh, living down here now and plays in a lot of events here. He is at the final table leading with uh, about 5.9 million chips. Uh, Jeremy Osmus, who uh, had that great battle in the Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open main event, went down and uh, finally lost to Brandon Eisen in head-to-head play, but Osmus has been playing well. He has 3.1 million uh, also, several people right around $3 million, so this one still has a ways to go. Uh, some of those others with uh, nice chip stacks, Mark Sandness, Will Givens, Shankar, Shankar Balai, and uh, they are all right around the $3 million chip, chip mark, and then Brock Parker, Mike Mersey, and Aaron Pinson round out the final eight. Uh, they have played down to that. So uh, they are on dinner break right now, so we won't get a result on this show tonight, but... Uh, uh, they are finishing up in Maryland for that one. Uh, we mentioned earlier the tournament that finished up 
up in uh, the Borgata, won by Irkut Yilmaz. And TK Miles finished in second in that one. So uh, the World Poker Tour continues to thrive. And uh, speaking of the World Poker Tour, the Seminole Hard Rock uh, Showdown, which was uh, played back in April, is uh, the next one up on the, uh, the TV show, Season 17. Uh, I think it debuted on Sunday, so the replays are this week. And uh, still a couple of more shows to go from that one. But that was a tournament down here earlier in the year. And uh, you might want to check that out, Fox Sports Net. Uh, in your area or uh, other places to watch it, or I'm sure you can stream it uh, on your streaming service as well. A couple other things to mention. Uh, we'll keep an eye on those tournaments as well, down to the Final Four at the, uh, the Seminole Coconut Creek, which is hosting the World Series of Poker Circuit event, so we'll keep an eye on that one as well. Uh, a few other things, including the problems that uh, continue to plague the Wynn Resorts uh, uh, casino that is being built up in the Boston area. They call it Encore Boston Harbor, which is uh, being built by Wynn Resorts. Of course, Steve Wynn had a lot of problems with the law and some uh, uh, Me Too movement uh, fallacy over the time, over the last uh, few years, and he's had some problems with that. So he got out of uh, the company, still trying to build it, and they are uh, 70% finished, but... uh, there has been a lawsuit filed by a local racetrack uh, operator right in that area, by the way, uh, just right around the corner, really, is Suffolk Downs. Uh, it is owned by Sterling Suffolk Racecourse is the name of that company. And they're claiming that the Wind Resorts violated the Racketeer, uh, the RICO, RICO Act, Racketeer Influence Corrupt Organization, securing, uh, in securing state approval for the casino hotel. Uh, Suffolk, of course, uh, had a stake in it, uh, lost its efforts to turn their property into a Vegas-style casino. It's kind of like right around the corner, uh, right on the river there in Boston, uh, north side. And uh, it's in the Everett, the city of Everett, which is one of the suburbs of Boston. But uh, Wynn won in 2014, the sole license for that region. And Suffolk Downs is saying that the license is valid and wants $3 billion in damages. Uh, while Wynn Resorts calls it frivolous, who knows if they're ever going to get that thing done. But uh, they're claiming the, uh, that the Wynn Resorts engaged in corruption, uh, that the publicly traded Wynn Resorts and its uh, ec- executives uh, conspired to fix the application process. Also, uh, the site of the casino used to be home to Monsanto, the chemical company. And uh, people are saying that that land is severely tainted uh, toxic waste. And that uh, Suffolk is saying that Wynn has been unable to clean up the site. So I don't know if this is ever going to get done. Uh, There seems to be very high levels of arsenic uh, in that land that causes severe health problems, including liver and kidney damage. And uh, Wynn has spent about $68 million to try to move tons of soil and sediment uh, on land and water that took like 18 months. So this whole thing is dragging out. I visited up there about two years ago. I, I lived there in the mid-90s. In fact, I lived in Everett. So uh, I know that area pretty well. And uh, talking to people when I went back to visit two years ago, I asked them about the casino, and nobody was really all that excited about it because they really weren't sure it was going to ever get done. You know, They were saying, oh, maybe 2020. Uh, and then some people said 2022. So... Uh, it's an expensive project, uh, $2.5 billion project, and uh, we'll see. There's also mob allegations uh, with the mayor of Everett. Everett. So uh, I didn't know that part about it when I was up there. But uh, Caesars actually used to be involved, and they got out of it, and the win is trying to keep going. So uh, we'll see what happens with that one. Uh, also, a big couple of, couple of issues uh, with Big-name players, Doug Polk, first of all, uh, who has uh, really uh, done a pretty good job with upswing poker and uh, done a lot of teaching. He has some great videos out there. In fact, uh, I've been watching a lot of them recently on some of the big hands that he goes into, uh, you know, great detail of talking about these hands. So, uh, unfortunately, he's uh, opted to step away from the game. Uh, He finished his bankroll challenge that he had going, and says that he is getting out of poker. 
Now, we've heard that from several other players, uh, most notably uh, Vanessa Selbst, uh, Fedor Holtz, uh, Andy Frankenberger have all stepped away from the game and uh, tried to go do something else. And I can understand that. You know, I mean, you eventually, uh, you know, you've accomplished a lot of stuff in the game, and it's tough. It's tough to win money out there. There's a lot of stress involved in playing. Uh, Fader Holtz has uh, came back and played the the big tournament this summer. Uh, he played the ho- the high roller for one drop, and uh, you know won over 3.6 million on there. Uh, so uh, he's been uh, he's done very well. Polk has also uh, had has a third place finish in the, in the high roller uh, tournament before, and uh, you know these people never seem to really get away from the game, but I think they kind of uh, satisfy themselves by saying they're getting out and not have the pressure of having to play and, and travel around. So uh, check out uh, Doug Polk's uh, YouTube video. He has one up there talking about why he is getting out of the game, and we'll see what happens uh, with that. I don't know if he will remain with uh, Upswing or not. Uh, he started that with a good friend of his, Ryan Fee, and I think there was a couple other people involved in that. So we'll see what happens with that. But uh, uh, kind of a shock, really, uh, that he is getting out of poker. Uh, also, there's been a couple of uh, nasty battles uh, su- su- uh, surrounding a couple of big-name players. Uh, first of all, uh, Will Kasuf, uh apologized on Twitter. He, had, he was at a roulette table and was caught palming $100 chips at the wheel. So he was actually dropped by his sponsor, uh, Grossvenner, uh, which owns several properties in Europe, and they dropped him from his sponsorship. But uh, he apologized. He said he it was true that he actually stole some chips, and uh, he has lost... Uh, well, I don't know if he ever had a reputation or a good reputation, but uh, he is out. He says he was drunk at the time, and um, he said that one of the other players uh, let him bet for him using uh, a couple of chips, and and he started grabbing some chips, and he actually apologized online. So you can check that out on Twitter as well. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention was uh, Kate Hall, who we've had on the show before. She has... Uh, been uh, going back and forth with her backer, uh, which is uh, Chad Power, and he's a guy who plays regularly at Maryland Live, and uh, she's accusing him of extortion. Uh, There was really a battle um, uh, online about the staking arrangement they had for cash games. Uh, About a year ago, she lost about 60,000 playing mid-stakes cash games during that time frame, uh, is not disputing the the the, the figure, but uh, says that she wanted to get out of the deal, and uh, he wouldn't let her out of the deal. There's some back and forth about uh, what the exact agreement was. She posted a bunch of stuff on on Twitter uh, of their agreements and emails and then that sort of thing. So uh, he says she owes her sixty. She owes him sixty thousand. She says. Uh, that she, if she decides to get out of the game, that uh, she doesn't owe it to him. So that's another thing that's going to be straightened out. Uh, they went to arbita- arbitration, had some people listen to the stories, and solved the, res- the dispute, but they uh, have really not come to a ter- termination there. So it's very possible that it could be over uh, that relationship uh, business-wise. And I don't know what... Uh, the plan is for her. She won a very big tournament uh, a couple of years ago. I think it was the Aussie Millions, if I'm not mistaken, but finished third, won about $400,000, had a real breakout year, ended up getting into a a war on Twitter with uh, Mike Dentali, uh, who talked down about her game, and she actually challenged him in a head-to-head match, which went very public, and she ended up beating him head-to-head, which is... Uh, uh, was a surprise to a lot of people, but she is a very good player, and uh, Dentali is not really so much, as my opinion. But uh, uh, I guess she she took him to him pretty good and embarrassed him. But uh, this is the latest now, so that uh, some of these uh, things on Twitter are are kind of interesting to follow. But you kind of wonder uh, what the game does to you over time, because you can have some great success, and then you run into the variance and in the and in the up and down swings of the game, and you can. 
she actually said that she felt like she had some uh, mental mental uh, problems from the stress and actually went into a uh, psychiatrist to talk about it and uh, for her health was hoping to get out of the game and uh, get out of that deal. So I don't know what's going to happen about that. Uh, I don't know a lot about makeup and, and what you owe with people, but uh, certainly a deal's a deal. And, uh, you know, if you just want to quit playing and then feel like you don't owe the money, I, I, I don't think that's uh, all too uh, relevant as well. So we'll see what happens. We'll keep you posted on that. But that's a big discussion over the week on Twitter and some of the other social media sites. Let's take a final break on the show. We'll be back to finish things up when we return. You're listening to Poker Action Line. Big Dave tonight. And I'll be back to finish things up right after this. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean. You can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. Final segment of the program, Big Dave Lemon tonight here on Poker Action Line. Of course, you can always pick up the show on uh, our website, PokerActionLine.com. You can go to uh, iTunes, uh, a regular uh, radio site that hosts a lot of different podcasts is the Hold'em Radio Network. You can check that out as well. Also, the Poker Fuse podcast page has been very kind to us and uh, carried our show on their site for quite a long time, PokerFuse.com. And uh, the best one of all is SoundCloud, which uh, is located, uh, uh, or is a site, I should say, of all uh, things podcast and music. Uh, it's a great site that uh, carries our show, uh, and uh, we're able to get our numbers and stuff off of there of how many people are picking up the show, which is in excess of 1,000 every week and and uh, continues to grow. We hope that will continue. Also, uh, when you w- listen to the program, there's a little... Uh, download button there where you can send the uh, link to the show out on Twitter or on Facebook, on your email, and uh, that way you can get your friends involved uh, to listen to the show as well. We hope you'll continue to do that. Uh, Working on a few guests uh, into the fall. We certainly will uh, try to get some interesting stuff going for you. Uh, Two tournaments left. Uh, The Seminole Coconut Creek hosting the World Series of Poker Circuit. Uh, They're taking a brief break now and getting back to action. Uh, local uh, players like uh, Dmitry Perfilev uh, still involved, and Shetty Siddique, uh finishing uh, well, the last count I had was 6.2 million chips. So he's in the fight to win this thing. Uh, four players left. No deal talked about yet, but uh, they are finishing things up for the title at the uh, Seminole Coconut Creek. So we'll see what happens with that one. Uh, Cesar Solaris has actually taken the chip lead. Uh, and they're all close. All four are close. So I, I don't know if there'll be a, an equal chop or not. But uh, Solaris, Perfilev, Harry O'Brien, 
and Shetty Siddiqui all have between 6.3 and 5 million chips. So uh, could be a lot of action still to come out there. Also, the uh, the World Series of Poker Circuit event, or I'm mean, sorry, the World Poker Tour event, uh, which is being played at Maryland Live, is down to the final eight players. They just got back from dinner. They're getting back to action here. But the chip leader there, uh, Tony Roberto, uh, Boston Tony, uh, is the chip leader there. Jeremy Osmus is close. Will Givens right up near the top. And Mark Sandness. So uh, they'll finish that tonight. We'll have all the results for you next week on the program. Um, that's going to about do it for the show. Uh, we do uh, appreciate uh, Johnny Campus joining us back tonight. Congratulations to him on winning the uh, beta tournament for uh, Place Your Chips Caribbean and all the other people who showed up to join in that. There will be more tournaments here in the fall. And uh, who knows what the prizes are going to be. It looks like it's going to be merchandise prizes and not cash prizes. But a few things, a few bugs to work out. And we'll have that uh, back online soon. But we will uh, let you know when that's going to be. And uh, we'll have some fun with it as well. Gio, thank you as usual for all your work. Look forward to having Joe back on the show next week. Talk about a few things in the world of poker. Time to go watch some Monday Night Football for me. I'll catch you all next week on another edition of Poker Action Live. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies. 